Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, betting connoisseurs of all ages to the Moneyline Madness podcast. I am Matt Sherico, and I am here with my co-host, Andy B. Andy, how we doing? It's a little bit of a rainy Monday, but, you know, the boys are still up, the boys are still vibing, and you know we're here with a little bit of MLM special. Oh, yeah, it's a little gloomy outside. It's pretty sad, but it is an exciting week, to say the least. I certainly have an exciting week. I know sports fans have an exciting week. It's ba- Baseball trade deadline is a great time. I know it's been very boring so far, but you know what that means. That means when it goes boring for a little while, that means it's about to get real serious around the deadline. You know that? That's like what NBA free agency is kind of like. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we're kicking right now. Yeah. But it's like you said, it's going to be a good but busy week. We got a oh, yeah. lot going on, a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. um, one thing, first off, that I want to say is a big shout out to Todd Frazier and everybody over there at the Tom's River Field of Dreams for hosting such an amazing event this past weekend. Me and Andy, along with the Mo Sports Gang, we were out there representing. And in case you guys cannot see this beautiful piece of memorabilia right here, um, I got the privilege of taking home a signed Pete Rose poster from his first MLB game. So, I mean, that just had me oh, yeah. jumping out of my seat. Oh, we got the Mo Sports himself account in here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what a better way to kick it off than with a little bit of fucking Pete Rose. Like, come on, oh, yeah. man. From his first game, you can't beat that. So, big thanks to Todd for hosting that and having all of us. We really appreciate it and appreciate all your support for Mo Sports yeah, and Moneyline was- Madness Pod. Yeah, it was awesome. I I wish I could have stayed later. I had some plans after, but I I really enjoyed the time there. One thing I really realized, tall guys, couple of really, him and Geo Baker, it was, you feel like you're like four foot tall when you stand next to Todd Frazier. Then you stand next to Frankie Edgar, you feel like you're six foot tall. Yeah, yeah. Frankie's Frankie's a little bit smaller on the spectrum, but you know, Todd, definitely. I mean, the guy's like six, four. So it's really unbelievable. But uh, we're going to kick things off. We're talking MLB trade deadline. That's the big news for today. So, all right, Andy, tell me, you know, the Mets, you guys obviously are looking like one of the best teams in the National League right now. Um, But the Braves are surging. They're surging and they're coming up on you guys pretty quick. So fill me in on what's a move the Mets can look at right now in terms of really bolstering themselves as that number one spot in the NL East. Yeah, so over the course of the last week, there's kind of been two deals that have been talked about the most when it comes to the Mets. It's been J.D. Martinez and Christian Vasquez or Wilson Contreras. And personally, I've been going back and forth talking to a lot of a lot of Mets fans about it, and pretty much everybody's split. They don't know really which one they want. At this moment, I think I want Contreras the most, and I think that fits the team the most. There would be no holes in that lineup if Contreras is catching. It's plain and simple. There's not a single bat that you wouldn't want up at the plate with runners on or anything. So that's certainly something that the Mets should be looking at the most is probably Contreras. Obviously, they need to get relievers, but I think they'll come away with two or three of those. So for the Mets, I think think it's probably they're going to be maybe the most – uh, discussed and mentioned team. Yeah, come probably. Deadline time. That, yeah, probably they're gonna be. They're definitely active, gonna be in the yeah active team. Absolutely. Be. What about for you guys? What do you think you guys need? I think it's pretty clear <laughs> yeah. what your holes are. Yeah. You- well, all right. Well, I want to com- I'll comment on the Mets first. Um, I absolutely agree that the Mets are gonna be one of the most active teams at the deadline. Steve Cohen has shown incredible aggressiveness. You know, since he's been coming in as the new owner of the Mets and been pushing the GM to not only make moves but to spend his money. So. He has no problem with going after a big name and 
you know, having to pay him come offseason. Uh, one name we've seen thrown around is Shohei Otani, which is very interesting to me. Now, yeah. I do not think that the uh, Angels are very serious yeah. about trading Otani, but I do believe that they are testing the market to see, you know, what the Nationals could pull for Juan Soto. And then if that does happen to be an appealing haul, putting Otani maybe on the market and talking to other guys like Steve Cohen, who are known to be aggressive and really push to make those types of moves. So uh, I really think the Mets are going to be thrown around in a lot of trades rumors come deadline time and just like the knicks are thrown in every superstar you know every name like that it's just the the brand that comes with new york so i wouldn't be surprised to see the mets get thrown in for a couple of guys that they probably have no interest in really like that Mm -hmm. but they're just the new york mets and now that they're contending everyone wants to use their name for some clicks uh yeah the shohei thing uh, that came kind of out of nowhere if if he was to be traded i think it'd be in the offseason but i do think it would be to the mets i think Billy Epler, the GM of the Mets, is very good friends with Shohei. He's the one who got him to sign with the Angels from Japan. So that would be very interesting if he was available. I don't think he's available. Personally, if I was the Angels, I would be trading him now because you would get a lot of value back for that. But right now, I don't think they have any interest in that. He brings just so much to them, fanfare and everything to them, that you kind of can't do it. I think, obviously, the big name that I I could see being moved, the biggest name in a sense, is probably Juan Soto. I just haven't been able to gauge where he's going to go. So It's tough right now. It's really weird. There's nobody. There's kind of a dead silence in the market. I think that um, after that Luis Castillo trade, everyone's kind yeah. of sitting back and really wondering what the price is on some of these guys because we just witnessed the Mariners give up for their top prospects for a starter. Like, don't get me wrong. Luis Castillo is amazing and he's having yeah. a great season, but you know, he's only pitching every three, four days. So like, yeah. what are we doing out here? Giving up to our top four prospects in that sense. Um, but the market is a little bit skewed. Yeah. And I think that the silence around Juan Soto is because of, you know, that trade. You know what? It kind of, it kind of reminds me of what happened in the NBA this offseason. The Gobert trade was so massive and didn't make sense to anybody that it kind of took everybody by shock. Now, the good thing about Castillo is he's probably the second best player that's going to get traded. Probably the best pitcher by far, the best pitcher. Yep. But he went for so much that if you're a guy like Frankie Montas now or Pablo Lopez pitchers for those uh, for the Marlins and A's, they need to get a pretty a pretty close a pretty close uh, package as well because they need to have like they have a, a list of teams that need pitchers now like the Yankees that are going to have to probably overpay for them and the A's and Marlins love that. Why would you not wait until the end of the like the last hour till the deadline get the yeah. very best offer you can? So that's it's gonna be very interesting. There's a lot of names out there that have kind of been lost over the past week. Like nobody's talked about Josh Bell. I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion he's going to the Astros, but yep. that deal Josh hasn't Bell, been made. CJ Cron. I mean, yeah, some of these I mean, names that are getting tossed around with, like we said, with the Mets, they were thrown in on a lot of these guys, oh, yeah. and we're really hearing some type of silence come right now. Yeah. Uh, Facebook comment comes in and says Castillo is going to make his first start against the Yankees. Yeah. Oh man, that's brutal. Very, it's yeah. brutal. Tonight, and, tonight but, right? Yeah, that is that's tonight. And um yeah, I I was gonna I'm gonna come with a pick later. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be I there think with I you. do too. <laughs> um but it's it's really tough because the the situation, you know, a lot of fans they'll probably be mad at Cashman. They're like, Why didn't you why'd you let this happen? You know, it's been a few years now that come deadline time, the Yankees have let somebody kind of slip out of their hands. Um, but in this situation it's really tough to blame yeah, Cashman. That's blame it was such an overpay 
that, I mean, I understand where the Mariners are coming from. They have an absolute monstrous, you know, lineup of starting pitchers now. That, I mean, Robbie Ray, they, that's Logan not even, Gilbert, I was going to say Logan Gilbert, that's not even incredible. tapping into the guys that are just, you know, coming on the scene this season. Yeah. And uh, now adding Luis Castillo to that rotation is really going to bolster them up. Um, that, that's not a team I want to play in a three-game series because I don't know if I'm beating them in a three-game series. That's tough. It's going to be tough. And uh, for a team like the Astros or somebody like that, you know, the Yankees really better hope that they could keep up this momentum and or that first half momentum, I should say, and keep the number one seed because if not and you have to play the, the Mariners, things could get really ugly really quick. I, I think the Mariners are going to be a tough team to match up with oh, yeah. for a lot of American League teams come playoff time. Yeah, and that Castillo move, like you said, I can't blame Brian Cashman for that. That trade, when I saw the package, I thought that's that's a, a lot to pay. But he, like I said, he's the best pitcher that was available. That's why he was traded on Friday. Usually the best player doesn't get traded to like the, the day of. But that was just, you can't pass that up. Nobody was yeah. bettering that offer unless the Yankees put their number one prospect in. And that was not happening. So honestly, I, I think that that deal had to happen at the time it happened because I think the Mariners overpaid and I it is what okay it is but hey if it, yeah. if it gets them a good spot in the playoffs and then on top well, of that they have a good run people probably won't yeah, you know probably won't even think about it to them they're like the only team in baseball right now we're just getting to the playoffs is enough they haven't been there in 22 years I mean they they, they need to get there so I they're they are okay overpaying, and I'm happy that they do. And honestly, in, in the MLB, it's a lot different with prospects in the MLB than any other sport. Yes. Uh, most times, you don't see these guys pan out. You know, I saw a tweet the other day that it's so funny that when these guys get drafted, they're like, you know what? He hits like Barry Bonds, and, you know, mm -hmm. he's got a swing like Ken Griffey Jr., and he plays the field like he's, you know, uh, Ozzie Don Mattingly. Like, Exactly, yeah, and uh, it's just like then the guy comes, you, he comes to the, the minors, and you never hear about him again. Yeah. So it um, is crazy um, stuff like how that stuff like that happens, yeah. and that's a reason why I think a lot of these teams aren't really prospect hugging like that. That's that's the word I was just about to use. The phrase I was about to use, prospect hugging. That is one thing that I am not a prospect hugger. There's only one player I've ever been a prospect hugger of, and it was Ahmed Rosario. And how did that turn out? My team wound up trading him anyway. Just and you won. for a, we won that. And we, we got who we needed. Yep. Now, today, prospect hugging is probably worse than it's ever been because there have been instances where guys traded for nothing and they were great. Like uh, six years ago today, Jordan Alvarez was traded. You know who he was traded for? Yeah, Josh well, he was Shields, a reliever from the dot to the Dodgers. I was going to oh. say, and he think about the fact that if he stayed with the yep. Dodgers, the you know, like the team that would they would have, have today, that's, that's, like the team that they would have today, <laughs> would just be incredible. Yeah. Like it's just it's yeah. immaculate, like the way that some of these guys, the hometown guys, they they're able to come yeah. through the farm. Like it's really it's pretty yeah. sick. Um, a fa another Facebook comment comes in. Any surprises coming this trade deadline, like Rizzo last year? I don't know. This this one's a little bit more predictable, I would say, this deadline. Um, only moves that I could see really being surprising is maybe somebody buying in that we didn't expect. Maybe a team like the Giants, who we thought would be maybe sellers. Maybe all of a sudden their front office is like, you know what? We're not trading Rodon. We're not going to be trading any of our vets. Let's just try and you know stack a couple guys and see if we can make a push in this second half. So I don't know if that's really where I'm, the angle I'm coming from. I can't see anybody really big getting traded and us looking back like, wow, I can't believe we didn't call that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would think the the only surprises will probably come in the relief pitching market. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of relievers traded over the course of the next whatever hours, I guess it is, almost like 26 or something. Yeah. Over the next 26 or 27 hours, there's going to be a lot of relievers. In terms of a surprise, I think the only real surprise would be if Carlos Rodon got traded from the Giants. I think that would kind of surprise me. But even that, we've heard stories that it's possible he's getting traded. So Rizzo last year, I think it was more surprising where he went. Right. We were surprised that he was a, a Yankee. I don't know if we were surprised he got traded, but the fact that he was a Yankee, very surprising. And Baez to the Mets kind of came out of nowhere last year. I don't see that happening, but hey, anything's possible. So a team could wake up tomorrow and be like, or they could have a terrible night tonight and be like, all right, this team's not good enough. Hey, we saw it with the Yankees after they played the Mets. It seemed like somewhat yeah. of a, an, a rage <laughs> trade coming after that that yeah, Mets game it. for the Yankees to go and get Ben Intendi. Now, was it? Probably not. It was probably, you know, uh, anticipated and probably very, very yeah. planned by the Yankees that they were going to drop that news after the game. Yeah. But um, it wasn't, you know, it, it didn't seem premeditated to a fan. You know, all the fans no. after, coming right after the game. It had seemed yeah. like something like you had said, uh, a move that made, it was kind of made up their mind after they lost mm-hmm. that game. Like, this team isn't good enough. Yeah. So I, And that and that was very interesting this weekend that Ben Attendee made his Yankee debut against the team that traded him. I find that I don't know how many times that's happened, but and then stunk it. it up. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you just you hate to see it. You now, do hate you had, to see that. <laughs> yeah, you had asked me before, um, what do I feel like the Yankees could do come deadline time? And I mean, it's pretty evident they need relief pitching with Michael King tearing his not tearing his UCL but fracturing his elbow. Yeah. Um, Yesterday was an awful time for Clay Holmes to give up his first home run of the season. Very inappropriate timing by him. Um, And truthfully, Roldis Chapman, you just you have no idea what you're going to get from the guy. So it really does come down to the Yankees needing relief pitching. Um, They do need some outfield help. Truthfully, with I mean, if Stanton's going to be the way he is, it just seems like that guy can never fully stay healthy. Um, It's really rough for him. I, I. I just think he's too much of a bodybuilder playing baseball. That's that's really what it is. I think he's just too <laughs> sore, and he just gets that – his muscles are just too – they can't – his body can't handle it. You know, he has too mass. Like, that. It's we saw it with – um. What am I, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name. We saw it with Bo Jackson. His muscles <laughs> were literally too big for him to continue playing sports. Like, he had such force yeah. when he ran that he actually tore his leg off of the hip. You know, like that's how much strength he had. So I think Giancarlo just has too much muscle on his body and his ligaments can't handle that pressure. And so Mm -hmm. we're seeing things like a random what this week was a random Achilles soreness. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, too. Like, come on, man. You know, like last year was calf strain. So it's just those types of things make me think that um, he's just too stiff. And so the Yankees, they need to go get some outfield help. And I think relief pitching. And now where that comes in. It's, it's tough because you have such competitors on the market right now for those yeah. exact spots with very, very little to, to look at. Yeah. Right now, the relief market kind of always is always the same. Um, you're not hearing a lot of names, but there will be a lot traded. Sometimes the worst, the, the uh, what would you say, the least known player makes the biggest difference. That's why there's a lot of kind of relievers that you don't hear about that will make huge differences to teams over the next two months because they just they're waiting for an opportunity to be great somewhere where they can win like what's if you're on the angels right now why are you like what's your motivation to play baseball yep in august and september there is none but if you come to the mets or the yankees 
your motivations. I'm going out there trying to win a World Series. So that's exactly that's why relievers are very, very interesting to look at because they can just at any day they could be great, at any day they could be terrible. So yeah, and the only name we've really been hearing thrown around like that seems to be David Robertson. Yeah, he's probably the biggest name, and he will probably be traded. Uh, probably tomorrow. I would wait for tomorrow, but I think they're waiting for the Mets right now on the Contreras thing because I feel like that would be a package together, but they're waiting on that. I don't know if that's going to happen. I just saw a tweet that makes me think maybe it's not, but mm-hmm. it's it's always with, – with relievers, you always can try to package them with your best hitter, and you can get a ton in return. That's kind of what the uh, Cubs are trying to do is. right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> all right, now – any other names that you could think of and not Juan Soto, not Shohei Otani that I'm not a surprise, but a guy that's, you know, looking for a new home or you think could relocate and kind of find a new role. Because like you said, a lot of these guys are looking at it. Like my situation sucks. Yeah. You know, if you're playing for the pirates right now, like Vogie, he was stuck in a shit situation. Oh, and yeah. now he's probably looking at their end of the regular season. Like, hell yeah, oh, let's yeah. kick things up before we make a playoff run. Yeah. So are there any guys in that situation, any role players somewhat that you feel really can make a splash on the scene? Yeah, there's one that came to my head right away. And this is going to be a crazy mix. And it's a trade that I was actually talking about with my brother last night. I was like, this would fit really well. Noah Syndergaard, a guy we hate, to the Phillies, a team we hate. Could you imagine that? Now, now listen, they said they're in the market for a three or a four starter. That's a solid. That's probably Noah at this point. He's probably a three or four starter. He's a free agent at the end of the year, so I expect him to get dealt. I don't know where. I think the Yankees and Phillies are probably two really good fits. I don't know if you'd want him on the Yankees, but that would be a. I think I'd be very. He would make a difference. I think he would come in and he'd eat innings. He'd be a solid pitcher in a playoff run. I don't think he's going to be the guy he once was. That's never going to happen again. But I think definitely with the Phillies, he can make a big difference. So I think that's probably the guy that came to my head first. Cause just he's he's pitched in a playoff stretch before too, so that definitely helps. So. Yeah, I really like. It's so frustrating as a Yankee fan seeing that they're interested in him because not only do we slander him constantly on the pod here, yeah, we but do. we also like. I don't want that guy. I like he sucks now. He's a crybaby. He's a prima donna, and. Oh, it's just, I don't want that guy on my team, man. And mm-hmm. it really, it's sad when you're going into a deadline expecting a Luis Castillo type of deal. And then you have to end up with, you know, a long blonde haired, not as handsome as Chris Hemsworth type of guy. <laughs> Can I say that? I think the Yankees are going to probably get Frankie Montas. I think that the price will come down tomorrow. I know, I know Montas has another year of control, I believe, but I think the A's just want to trade him now get whatever the, the most that they can. And I think the Yankees realize that he's probably the best option right now. So that's mm. probably going to be, I don't think Noah Syndergaard will be a Yankee. I think if he was going to get traded, it would be to the Phillies just because they're not willing to part with the prospects that would get you a top flight pitcher. So I think that's where Noah would come in, be a nice, decent starter for them. Gotcha. So. Yeah. I mean, Hey, uh, if he wants to come on the back end, like, I guess. But it's just, like, the problem is that Yankee fans, if the Yankees make a move, they're going to expect Noah Syndergaard to be what he was on the match. Yeah, he, yeah not, that, that can't happen. not going to so happen. That's yeah. just, it's simply not going to happen. But we can pray that Cashman makes that move for Montas, and then yeah. we have something to cheer about over here in New York. So that would be pretty cool. Because, Hopefully. I mean, besides Aaron Judge, it's been kind of bleak over here for a Yankee. Fan. Yeah, yesterday was rough. And I laughed yesterday when I saw the Clay Holmes stuff. Because, you know, yeah. I have you're, been you're hearing a lot about Clay Holmes. And 
Yeah, so, oh, that you probably have heard some takes that he's better than Edwin Diaz. I have, I did. I heard sure some takes and some. I didn't like it. So it's the, those are very happy. casual takes. I would say, I mean, as a Yankee fan, I would say that Diaz is having one of the better seasons from a closer that we have seen Ever. all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he's looking better and more dominant every yeah. outing. He, the guy's throwing a 102-mile-an-hour fastball and then yeah. comes at you with this slider that's it's just ridiculous. breaking mid-80s. Like, it's, it's incredible. So yeah. I would say that that's a pretty casual statement by whoever yeah. is saying that. Yeah. Um, before, before we get to our picks, did you see the other day? Um, he came in in the ninth to get the save. And Ron Darling, the Mets uh, color guy, he says um, he's going to throw an immaculate inning this year at some point. He's like, it's coming. And he goes eight for eight, eight strikes, had one strike away, a little foul tip. Unfortunately, yep. 10 I pitches, 10 strikes. 10 pitches, 10 strikes is insane. Yeah, and for a guy that when he struggled, his struggle was the location, it's really uh, it's really insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, the rumors suck, suck. when they happen. Bats. When they happen, they're the best. So. Yeah, no, when they trade rumors do stink, but when it all comes through, we're going to be talking a lot of uh, what, who's getting serious in the MLB. Now, all right, let me hear where the paper is tonight because I already know my first pick of the night, and I'm sure you're all over this one, is the Shurs. And I mean, tonight, oh, it yeah. just you can't get much better than Max Scherzer player performance double going up against his old team. I mean, Max Scherzer, you want to start at six strikeouts and a win, that goes at minus 150. Now, I am i don't think six is, uh, you know, the limit for Max. Like, yeah. we're talking Mad Max here. The guy comes out with a vengeance, with attitude every time he steps on the mound. So I'm pretty confident in taking Max Scherzer nine-plus strikeouts tonight and a win. For plus 270, I feel like that's great value. And for a guy that came out in his, you know, second star off an injury and struck out at 12, Come on, going up against your old team at or in Washington against Patrick Corbin, he's got something to prove here. Oh, yeah. I think this is just bat- Max Scherzer all day. Yeah, you you one off to me. I had him eight strikeouts and a Mets win, so I I'll, I'll stick with you with the nine strikeouts just for the uh, the better the uh, more juiced odds. I like that. I could I easily could see him doing that. And he said, uh, well, Patrick Corbin, Patrick Corbin, sneaky at home. Yeah, I. I'd, Tonight, I have no, I don't I have think no so. worries when it comes to Max Scherzer. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, Patrick Corbin, he is better at home, and he gets absolutely shelled on the road. Yeah, but Patrick Corbin isn't what we had known him to be when he was with Arizona, and when he signed with Washington, he was supposed to come in and be the guy. That's another reason that they felt comfortable giving up Scherzer because they felt that they had another ace in Patrick Corbin. So for them to stink and squander the way that they have, I think Scherzer is going to make them pay tonight. And with a lineup, the Nationals lineup is not good at all. So I'm pr- I'm pretty confident taking uh Pat or not Patrick Corbin. I'm not confident taking Patrick no. Corbin. I'm pretty confident in Max Scherzer and the Mets. And if you're not comfortable with just um you know the nine strikeouts and a win for minus one and a half at minus one fifty, you know uh, that's a pretty safe pick as well. Kyle just made a, had a very good point. Um, the Mets against lefties this year have been pretty weak, and that is because they have not traded for that bat that can hit lefty pitching, and that's not going to happen before the game tonight. So I do agree with you there. That's a great point that the Mets have been pretty weak against lefties. The only lefty they hit pretty well is uh, Patrick Corbin. They have hit yeah. him. I know he started opening day, and the Mets beat him. He started at City Field, and the Mets beat him, but you said he's bad on the road. Um I think 
just the Mets lineup is hot right now. I think it won't really matter. Patrick Corbin's there. It's like we say all the time. It's a good team playing a bad team. Yeah. So like that with the storyline of Mad Max, I just I feel comfortable. You know, I feel mm-hmm. I feel safe. Max Scherzer is a guy that I feel safe putting my money on, and I think he's a he's a money respecter over here at Moneyline oh. Madness. So, yeah. Could you imagine, Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom? You guys skipped the Cincinnati game. Love the Reds tonight. Oh no, we'll, we'll be getting to it. Don't. Yeah, don't we'll get. Yeah, that's I a... just I just know Andy is all over Mad Max tonight, and I want I know he's probably oh, pretty yeah. excited to talk about I'm, that. So I'm juiced. We'll up. kick off with that one. So, Jesus Lazardo hasn't pitched in like three months, and the Reds should steamroll him. I mean, hey, yeah, Cleveland Guardians, or no, Guardians, Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati is going up. I mean, they've been playing better baseball as of late. It's been kind of refreshing to see that they're actually trying to win ball games and not just tanking their life away. And we've seen Miami. They're in a lot of trade rumors right now, especially with that rotation. So starting a guy like Jesus, like you said, he hasn't pitched in three months. Um, for minus one twelve, if you just want to go with the Reds money line tonight, I'm I like that. I mean, I don't I don't mind yeah. it at all. Their bats are coming alive somewhat, and um, they have Hunter Green on the mound. So yeah, hey, yeah, good. probably the last game that Brandon Drury is going to play with the Reds probably going to get traded tomorrow. That was that was something that I looked at yesterday with Bring the Marlins starter. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I want to be very clear. If the best the Mets could do was Brandon Drury, I'd be very upset. Yeah. But no, yesterday the Marlins had the probably their worst game of the year. They played terribly. They lost by six, but their pitcher was drilled early. He's been in trade rumors, so he was terrible. Lazardo's not in any trade rumors. I don't think he has any value, so I think he'll be settled in tonight. First game in three months, though, usually means going to be a little bit of a rusty start and they used a lot of bullpen yesterday and they're probably gonna have to use a lot a lot of bullpen today so i think uh yeah i'm comfortable saying the reds will win tonight marlins lineup without jazz is just the worst thing in baseball it's honestly a double a team yeah yeah it's rough yeah. It, it is rough and it's part of the reason that i've been seeing not only are the marlins looking to possibly move jazz into the shortstop position permanently but they're also looking at free a guy like Xander Bogarts and another shortstop, Trey Turner, coming uh, this fall. So they're, yeah. they're interested in both of those guys, or not fall, come winter. Um, they're interested in both of those guys because they know. <laughs> the Marlins are pretty aware that uh, their lineup stinks. And yeah. the one thing I have liked about them as of late is that they're trying to be better. They're trying to improve, and they've been making some plays, you know, trying to be a better ball club since yeah. getting rid of Derek Jeter up there. So. Yeah. They have some guys that would be sneaky trade guys, too. So watch out for the Marlins the next couple hey, days. I'm, I'm a Garrett Cooper respecter. So, you know. Cooper uh, was an all-star. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm a Garrett Cooper respecter. He won us that money the other last week, I think it was. And Kyle, Kyle yeah. was here for it. Kyle was here oh, for yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Kyle's always so, here for uh, it. Yeah. So I wanted to let you know that we were incorrect, actually, earlier when we had said that Luis Castillo was making his start yeah. today. Uh, tonight is Domingo Herman going up against, I think it was Marco, right? Marcos yeah, Marco Gonzalez. So, I mean, hey, it's it's going to be a good offensive game, I would say, I would on hope. both sides of the ball. So uh, <laughs> if you're interested, and over nine runs right now seems like a, like a pretty sure thing for me. I mean... These guys both are known to give up a lot of hit. They're both back of the rotation starters. So it's going to be an offensive game. Um, if the Yankees were ever going to find a time to bring the bats to life again, it would probably be against a guy like Gonzalez. So I'm expecting them to bounce back. And Kyle actually just said the Yankees lineup is eating lefties for a while now. Tough to back 
a bet against the well, Yankees. You don't have to back it, but I'm gonna do it. I, I'm yeah. saying more. Um, I'm sorry, Mariners. Yeah, I, Domingo Herman is not good. I'm he is no, he is. That's why I'm terrible. taking over. And I. But, Oh, come on, man. Marco, Marco, Marco Gonzalez is very solid. I mean, you look at his ERA and everything. He, he's a solid pitcher. He's not not going to blow you away. He's probably going to be the guy left out of their rotation in the playoffs. But frankly, I I don't know. The Yankees lineup this weekend didn't really impress other than one game. I mean, I don't now, know. So, time, uh, uh, Judge I'll is going to hit a home run, though. I'll give you that. Judge, <laughs> Judge might no. go deep. Judge might go deep. 96% of the money on New York. So... So he said Seattle would be a razor sharp pick if you have the gonads. So Andy B, you're you're all by yourself right there because honestly, what I really like <laughs> me is four percent, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you win the four percent of betters. Uh, what I really like is the minus one hundred and five that comes in at plus money for the Yankees, um, plus one hundred and four. I'm taking that all day, and I'm sure you could probably find it at like plus between between one uh, plus one hundred and four and plus one hundred and ten on any bookie. So. I, I like that one, and I'm with Kyle right here. I, it's hard to bet against the Yankees. They've eaten lefties all year, and a back-end starter like Gonzalez, I just feel like it's this is the time, and they're home. So, Hey, I I think it'll be a good game. I think that could be a playoff uh, preview. Playoff I mean, that's preview? A team that I could, agree. That could definitely be a playoff. I definitely agree. I got another one for you. So I am going a team that's kind of been somewhat disappointing this season, and that's the Chicago White Sox. Um, but, you know, they've they've – come out and they've been very flat a lot of people expected some big things out of them this year but they failed and i'm gonna be expecting a win out of them today i don't know if that's too much to ask with their ace on the mound i don't know actually well yeah, he's, he's, their, their, he's their second but he is he's their golden michael boy Kopech. i should say yeah, michael you know, michael kopeck he was their prized prospect yeah. that uh you know i don't know if you remember a few years back ago everybody wanted him oh yeah everybody was in on kopeck and they, he ended up staying. I know that was kind of a prospect hugging situation there. And uh, I don't know if it necessarily worked out for them, being that he hasn't panned out to the ace that they wanted him to be. But we're going to be turning him to him for a win tonight. Going up against the Royals. I mean, minus one and a half comes in at plus 118. Yeah. You could take that for the plus money. Or if you're not comfortable with that and just want to go for a win, the minus 162 is also somewhat appealing to me. Going up against the Royals, coming off, I think, probably their best series of the year against yeah. the Yankees. I really like that one a lot. Yeah, I do. I like that one. I had minus one and a half on that because honestly, the White Sox are so confusing to me. If they if they decide to buy, and I wouldn't be surprised, they sneak into the playoffs. I don't know if they lose a, a three game series because they have Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech back to back. How are you going to compete with that with any of your starters? In the American got League? I got coming in for a yeah. third game. Who? Yeah, we uh, he hasn't been what we've known him to be. But, but any given you, day, he could be great. Exactly. So, playoff, playoff. Yeah. Uh, you know, atmosphere is just yeah. it's different for sure. Yeah. I so yeah, I'm with I'm with you on the White Sox there. The Royals don't impress me. I was very surprised they were able to sneak out the game yesterday. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, barely. You know, a lucky Salvi home run, a missed spot from Clay Holmes. That'll do it. That will that definitely will, do that'll, it. As Michael K says, that'll do it. That'll do it. You got a, uh, another <laughs> yeah, one for me? I got one more. Um, I got Houston hosting Boston. Nate Ovaldi on the mound. Don't know how focused he's going to be for obvious reasons. Uh, so I've got minus one and a half. Astros, Garcia on the mound. Me too. At home. I think, listen, Boston's going to have a weird couple of days. Least, so. And they suck. Um, they do like, suck. They, they're coming off probably one of the worst weeks in franchise history with the way that they 
they've lost like those their run differential this past week it's been horrendous they they stink so they're under I'm 500 gonna, let's kick them while they're down you yeah, know let's, let's kick them it. while they're down and we're all over the uh the astros tonight minus one and a half for plus 118 like kyle also said i think i'm on the white Sox minus one and a half also with you guys hey listen we got three i mean i know andy isn't backing us for the yankees pick but we have yankees white Sox, and astros run lines all coming in at plus money tonight i feel like those are steals Definitely could be. I I like the two, the White Sox and Astros. Obviously, the one I didn't go with, I don't love that much, but definitely surprising. There's a little bit of uh, plus money there. <laughs> yeah, Kyle says, I would love to fade the public and bet Boston, but honestly, how can I put any of my money behind Nate Evaldi right now? No. Dude needs to up his meds. Yeah, they, like, they're bad. There's so much drama in that team right now, and that's not like they had to personally have a meeting with Xander Bogarts and be like, hey, we're I know not shit trading. is hitting the yeah. fan, and I know shit's bad right now, and you're in trade rumors, but we're going to keep you here it's if that's so, okay with you. Yeah, they're, they're like I said, a weird couple of days. They're going to have – they have probably a couple faces of their team leaving even without Devers and Bogart. Like, JD's probably not going to be there. Yep. Uh, I don't think Nate Evaldi makes it past tomorrow, to be honest with you. I think he would be a good fit for, like, Philly or somebody. So, I think it's going to be a weird night for him, and it might be a I little emotional. I surprised if he pitches three innings. That I wouldn't, wouldn't be, uh, like, honestly if he comes out and he throws 45 to 50 pitches and then comes out. You know what wouldn't surprise me if they have a deal in place before the game. I wouldn't be surprised if they have somebody on their tactics taxi squad ready to pitch already. Like yeah. I, that's why I think it's so weird that they're preparing him to pitch tonight while he's in trade rumors. Cause you can't, even if they're not going to trade him, it's possible. You are, you're talking to teams about him. So I think it's weird. That's the weirdest part about all this. Like, if you go, like, I'm going to the minor, the Mets minor league game, the Somerset Patriots game against the Mets team uh-huh. on Thursday, and like, they don't have pitching probables out because they don't know who's gonna be on their team this week. So it's very odd this time of year in baseball. But it, it you know what, it fires you up for the stretch run. So you gotta yep. be happy about it. Yeah, I got, uh, I got one more pick for you. So tell me, it's the Dodgers um, game. It's it's not the Dodgers game. Um, I was looking at that one, and it's pretty interesting. I think that yeah. that's going to be a fun game to watch. You got the Heen Dog. It's a little Heen Dog bump day. Dude, um, he is a point four seven ERA. What the hell? He, I don't want to talk about <laughs> what, it. Man. What? He I, he is so bad on the Yankees. Like this guy just used to throw like meatballs, oh, yeah. but all of a sudden the guys put on that Dodger blue. And he just becomes fucking ro- prime Roger Clemens on the mound. Like, that makes sense. Like, okay, pal. Uh, but my pick today, and I even, I'm going out of limb and considering this a lock. Um, I'm going into the Padres-Rockies game. And I am taking Manny Machado, two-plus bases. And that comes in at plus 100 today. I, like I really, I, I'm going to almost consider that a Like, that's my lock yeah, of the day. I like that one. Manny Machado has been on fire having an MVP-like season. I really think the only competition he's got right now is Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah. And I think it's Goldschmidt's to lose unless he gets hurt. Austin Riley's been a little sneaky, but... Uh, he has. I, I would probably say I the think, top yeah. three are, you know, Goldschmidt, Riley, and then Machado. Yeah. Um, and Riley just really came in through... Um, through this past win streak that the Braves have had. So I really like Manny Machado today going up against the Rockies. Uh, I mean, the guy's been electric. So two plus bases doesn't seem very hard for him no. at plus 100. A lot of plus money plays today, and I'm liking all of them. Yeah, I like that one. That one's definitely good. I, I think it's he's finally healthy. He went through a week or two where he was still had a little bit of a, a leg injury, ankle injury, I believe it was. Um, I think he's finally healthy. He's starting to get his feet back, and uh, he's been great. I... 
that that team could be really good when Tatis comes back. That lineup is insane. When he comes back, if he comes back, it's just like come if on. he stops driving his motorcycle around. It's like, just yeah, things are getting out of control with Tatis. <laughs> and honestly, I'm I'm getting somewhat sick of it. Um, so I am looking right now at Kyle's comment and he says, I haven't finished capping this game yet, but Arizona at plus 135 seems like a sketchy line to me. It seems like books want everybody on Cleveland with 92% of the money being on Cleveland. He might take the D backs. Andy, what do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm with him. Honestly, when I was doing my card, I, I looked at the guardians at plus 125 at minus one and a half. And I thought that's weird. Uh, with Cal Contrill on the mound, it doesn't really stick out to me. And I think. Honestly, the Diamondbacks aren't a bad team. They did just trade David Peralta, so the lineup's a little bit weaker, and it probably will get weaker as the days go by. But tonight against Cal Quantrill and with Davies on the mound, I was going to say really Zach not Davies sure. has been their best guy. I, yeah, I him and Gallon team. have been. I mean, like it. It doesn't. It does surprise me that that's the way that it is, and I agree with them. I think they're trying to get you to take Cleveland. Yeah. So for plus one thirty-four, I mean, hey, if that's how we're coming today with the plus money plays. You know, I'm with it. I'm I'm right there with you. I yeah. think Cleveland's another team that we could see sit a couple of guys for the deadline. You know, if they're going to be sellers, it's just they're a weird team this season too. It's just they're not contending, but they're also not awful. Yeah. So you really they're hard to read. But um, like Kyle is saying, sometimes the books with uh, the money it could be a little bit telling right now. So yeah. if 92% of the money is on Cleveland, you know that plus 134 is looking more and more appealing by the minute. How much do you think the books take into effect that a player might be traded? That the, you think they take that into effect at all? Like I it's, feel like the Evaldi one should be like it's tough. It really it's tough to say. It, that, it, it is odd. because that I would think if any game would be impacted, it would be that Boston game. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, that's a strange. literal. That's a that's a guy who I would not be surprised if tomorrow he was sent to another team, sent yep. to another city, and he's he's pitching tonight. Yeah, kind of very me odd. Out. Yep. Should be well, fun though. It is. It's going to be a good day of baseball, and you know, trade deadline. Like we said, it's ramping oh, up. Yeah. A lot of names are going to get thrown around, so we are going to be here to talk about all of it. So I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Andy, you got any more picks on your? Uh, no, card? I think I'm good. I think the next time we're going to do an episode is Thursday, right? I think we're busy a lot the next couple of days, but Thursdays yep. we'll recap everything and we'll have more picks. I know Thursday I think is the Mets. Beginning series with the Braves. That's right. Five game series. So cool. Should Very be fun. Thanks. Should be fun. Nice. So thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in. Kyle, again, thank you for all the comments. We appreciate it a ton. This has been Moneyline Madness, episode 56. Sir. We will catch Let's... you guys in the next one. Everybody have a good day and peace. Let's go, Mets.